Hello and welcome in to yet another episode of Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Sig Daddy, and today is the NXT TakeOver War Games review. Got to watch it last night. Heck of a show. Just no surprise, NXT TakeOver brings it yet again. There's only five matches on the card, four of those being on the main show, and then one of them being on the pre-show for the first time in uh, NXT TakeOver history, if I'm correct. But a really good show from Allstate Arena in Chicago. Let's get this show pre-show kicks off with uh, Charlie, Sam Roberts, and Pat McAfee talking that Yim was attacked before the pre-show, and she's going to be, was likely going to be ruled out of War Games, which she was, and then uh, Dakota Kai would be announced as her replacement, and then we kicked it off the action with the first match of the night on the pre-show, which was Isaiah Swerve, Scott Angel, Garza. Two of these guys are both 205 Live guys. Not too familiar with them, but they uh, delivered some pretty good stuff. Uh, Swerve Scott hit a DVD Death Valley driver on Garza on the apron, and also a stomp on him on the outside, and he also hit a kick in the back of the head that looked pretty sweet. And then the finish was the ref getting pushed into the corner by Garza, and then Scott by Garza and Scott, and then Garza went for the low blow, blocked, then Swerve went for a move, shot by Garza, double arm sit out and drop by Garza, gets the win, Garza's got some star power, also you can see Swerve has some star power too, but they both delivered a pretty good pre-show match, I'm going to give it a B, enjoyed it, and uh, he's looking to get another shot here at Leo Rush here pretty soon, uh, Garza is. Because he uh, lost a match previously against Leo Rush for the Cruiserweight Championship. And that was uh, it for the pre-show. The main show, we kick off with the first ever War Games match. And the only way to win this is pinfall by pinfall or submission once every team member has entered the match. And uh, it was Rhea Ripley, Tegan Knox, Candice LeRae, and Dakota Kai versus Shayna Baszler, Bianca Belair, Io Shirai, and Kaylee Ray. And then we I noticed a lot. Io Shirai, <laughs> she's supposed to be a heel, but everyone loves her, loves her this loves this new unhinged character she has. And they also love Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley is really over with the fans and such. But uh Io Shirai and Candice LeRae were the ones to start for the five minute period. Uh Baszler team had a man advantage continuing their rivalry, but the story of this match was uh, really the numbers game possibly being too much for Io Shirai's, not Io Shirai's, but uh, Rhea Ripley's team as uh, as Dakota Kai was going to come in next as the third member of Team Team uh, Ripley. She attacks Tegan Knox and the standby cages that were set up on the ramp, and she just absolutely obliterates her. I saw this coming, but man, it was executed very well. Uh, uh, Kai just absolutely loses it, destroys Tegan Knox, and such. She even get, throws William Regal out of the way at one time, and Shayna, this is a great sight to see with Shayna Baszler just absolutely laughing her butt off in her uh, little cage, too, and it was... Very entertaining. But yeah, it was a four-on-two advantage once the War Games match really started. So it was Ripley and Candice LeRae in there by themselves. But 
There was all there were some pretty cool spots with the Tower of Doom by Ripley, which took everyone out except Belair, who then hit a 450 on Ripley. Also, during this match, it was a uh, Ray who hit a top rope Poison Rana on Kaylee Ray. It looked pretty nice. And then uh, Shirai, she also hit a moonsault off the top of the cage, which was freaking awesome. This match was really, really good, and it really sets a high bar for future women's war game matches. So, And then the finish was a Karabuda clutch. Ripley's in the Karabuda clutch and such, and uh, Ripley was handcuffed earlier in the match. She had her, got a handcuff on her wrist, but uh, Ripley, once she got out of the Karabuda clutch... Uh, she handcuffs herself to Baszler, hits her with kicks, and then hits her riptide on Baszler on uh, two chairs that were set up in the ring right by each other, and it looked pretty brutal, and Ripley gets the win. Ripley and LeRae get the win as they were down. They they were at a 4-2 to disadvantage, but uh, I thought this was good storytelling with Kai as we saw it coming, but we just didn't know how it was coming, but I felt it was executed very, very well. And it made Kai look like an absolute maniac and kind of jealous of her friend and kind of a, kind of a middle finger to uh, Ripley, who didn't even want her on the team at first. But uh, but this sets up Ripley looks like to be the next woman to challenge Baszler, and I think this really it's gonna be Ripley's gonna be the person that beats Baszler, and she looks like the only one that's this is the biggest threat I think Baszler has seen as champion so far, but I thought this was a really good match to start out the show. Really enjoyed Ripley seeing get seeing her get the victory. And like I said, it's gonna make me feel like Baszler's gonna be that's gonna be she's gonna be the one that takes the title from Baszler here fairly soon as Baszler's had the title for over a year now. I was gonna give that a match a grade of an A minus grade. Very good match to start. Sets high par for the men's match later on in the night. Next, it was Pete Dunn, Damian Priest, and Killian Dane in a triple threat match where the winner would challenge Adam Cole for the NXT Championship at Survivor Series tonight, actually. It's on Sunday night. Uh, there were some good spots in this. Dane hit Dunn with a Michinoku driver on Priest's face. I hadn't seen that before. That was pretty cool, actually, the way... Uh, Dane executed that. Uh, also, Dane looked like a beast in this match. Uh, Samoan drop, fallaway slam. Uh, also in this, uh, Priest, he had a razor's edge on Dane. And big guys really in this match were showing off their athleticism, both hitting topes. And Priest jumped over the top rope at at, a time, at one time. And then Dunn, he uh, hit a moonsault on the outside to finish. Was Priest going for a choke slam and and uh, Dunn snapped the fingers of Priest? He had a superplex on Priest, hits a bitter end, and then Dane he hits a seated senton to break up the pin. Then it sets up Dane for the one winged angel. Then Dunn puts a choke on Dane. Dane uh, goes for a sit out drop. He sits, he drops him. But Dane was like so out of it from the choke that Dunn just gets the pin on uh, Martina, not Martina, well it was Punishment Martinez, but it's Damian Priest now on that. But I thought this was a pretty good match. I just thought it went a little long. I thought it could have they could have shaved off a couple of minutes at the end, maybe four or five minutes. It was a really good match. B plus grade for me. 
We had the right guy winning as it sets up a face versus heel match between Cole and Dunn. It's going to be interesting to see what Cole's condition is as I explain what happened later on in the night. But uh, yeah, I said this dragged a little bit, but it's still really good match nonetheless. Really two good, really good matches to start out this show. I feel this would have came off better if it was just a little bit more of a sprint. And I feel like it could have gave, if you could have shaved a couple minutes off this match, it could have made the next match just a little better, which was the Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle match. This is the match I was really looking forward to tonight. I thought it was a really good outing by both men. Uh, Valor hits the 19-16 to get the win on Matt Riddle. Hard-hitting match between the two. I like this new look of Finn Balor, new attitude and such of Finn Balor because he really, it's just an uh, edge, and he's much more violent with his moves and such. And uh, But yeah, I gave I was going to give that match a B plus, but he hits the 19-16, kind of the elevated... DDT for the win. Uh, I, as I said, I said with the previous match, I thought this could have had a couple more minutes. We could have shaved a couple more minutes off the uh, the triple threat earlier on. But I really this uh, this was just a taste of what Balor and Riddle could do if they had a what twenty minutes. But this this was had a little bit of a slower build. But once this got into second gear, really, I enjoyed it. And I thought it was pretty dang good. But right guy winning here is it's reestablishing as Balor as a a big a big player in NXT. And then the final match of the night was the men's war games. So undisputed era: Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, Roderick St- Strong, and Adam Cole versus Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and a mystery partner. So the rumor coming into that coming into last night was that John Morrison was going to be the the mystery member of Team Champa. And I was like, okay, that'd be cool. That'd be really cool to see. But but we found out later that it was KO, which made actually per, made perfect sense in the story as Champa, not Champa, as Undisputed Era attacked KO on Monday Night Raw jumped them from behind as Triple H was trying to get him to join Team NXT for Survivor Series. I just thought it made sense from a story standpoint. And Kevin Owens is a NXT alum, which made it really a big, big deal. When KO came out during this match, the crowd absolutely lost it. It was a great pop in All-State Arena. Everyone loved it. KO back in NXT for the night at least. And this match was much was different from the first uh War Games match of the night as Baszler's team dominated most of the match, but this time it was kind of whoever had the advantage or if the numbers were even. So like if the numbers advantage was in Undisputed Era's favor, they would do really really good. They would, they would dominate that portion, but then if a guy from Champa's team would come in, Champa's team would get the advantage too. And then once we got with KO and such, KO, and the once we got KO in the match, 
this uh, this turned into chaos as all these guys we it was a PWG re- reunion pro wrestling guerrilla reunion because all these guys at one time or another were in pro wrestling guerrilla and you know what it was kind of reminiscent of pro wrestling guerrilla in the way that these was there was big moves everywhere especially at the end of the match as well when Cole got in Cole grabbed five tables to put in the ring. One table, he wiped the one table outside, which he got thrown through. But uh, that was before he even got in the ring. But and then uh, when KO came out, crowd came unglued, as I mentioned. Uh, Cole at one time hit a Panama sunrise on KO onto the little the metal area between the two rings that were set up, as it's a double cage in war games. Uh, also, Dijak- the end of the match was went like this. Dijakovic, he hit a Dijakovic hit a choke slam on Roderick Strong through a table. Owens Frog splashes Riley through a table. O'Reilly through a table because uh, Keith Lee was in a triangle choke from O'Reilly as he was going for his power bomb, and he O'Reilly was on the table set up in his triangle choke, and a KO comes up, Frog splashes him through the table, and then we got what was the spot of the year, I think. An air raid crash from Tommaso Ciampa on Adam Cole through two tables. It was a sight that will live on forever in the annals of WWE and pro wrestling in general. That was an absolutely scary spot and a crazy spot. And it'll just live. It's just a video that you'll see all over the place for the next 20 years where Adam Cole gets thrown off the top. Well, gets gets air raid crashed through two tables by Tommaso Ciampa jumping off of the top of the cage. It was absolutely insane. I, I was like, I sure hope Cole Ciampa are okay, especially Cole, because Cole the one had to take the bump and Champa, he's had neck surgery. He had next he had that big neck surgery. They were that was a dangerous spot. And I liked how they took their time getting everything set and made sure everyone it was done safely. But yeah, Champa's team got the win with that and that was absolutely crazy. And that's this that'll be the thing that'll be remembered from this show most. But the women's war games match was just as good, if not better. I was gonna give this match an A minus. I I liked the women's match slightly better, not to give it a better grade, but I'd give this grade an A minus. The story here was really the big moves at the end of the match. It, it, both teams really put their bodies on the line. The women did too. The women put their bodies on the line. That was I respect that. It was both War Games match delivered, in my opinion. I'm going to give them both an A-. I I really enjoyed both War Games matches. And my grade for this show is an A-. Excellent show. Another great outing by NXT. And it really... Hopefully, Survivor they can keep that momentum going into Survivor Series tonight as NXT will be involved. A couple matches off the top of my head are uh, Roderick Strong versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles in a triple threat match at Survivor Series. Also, they got Adam Cole. Hope he's okay. He's good to go to compete. 
That's going to be Adam Cole versus P. Dunn for the NXT Championship, the WWE Championship match with Brock Lesnar and Rey Mysterio in a no-holds-barred match. Also, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, taking on Daniel Bryan for the WWE Universal Championship. The triple threat tag team match between Undisputed Era, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish versus The New Day and the Viking Raiders. So, and then we got the traditional, <clears throat> the traditional tag team matches between both Team Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, which NXT is going to be brought into the fold this weekend on those in the both women's and men's tag team elimination matches. And then also we got Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch versus Bailey in a triple threat match. It's going to be interesting to see who gets the bragging rights coming out of Sunday night's pay-per-view Survivor Series. Also, I forgot to mention this. Britt Baker was shown on NXT television and mentioned during after that Cole Adam Cole spot at the end of the match. But yes, Survivor Series, that's coming up tonight. Really looking forward to it. Really excited to see all the action. Hopefully NXT can elevate both Raw and SmackDown as these pay-per-views are usually pretty good, but hopefully it can get WWE to that next level on this pay-per-view. But yes, very good NXT TakeOver. TakeOver War Games delivered. I recommend seeing both of the War Games matches. And then also, I'd... Those are really, yeah, those are the two I'd really go out out of your way and see because they both really delivered, in my opinion. So check out the men's and women's war game matches. A lot of fun. But yes, Survivor Series. Make sure to listen to that review. I'll have that up for you on Monday. And uh, before I go, make sure to follow me on the socials. Once again, Facebook, Twitter, at SigDaddyWrestle. And make sure to tell your friends. Subscribe to my podcast on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and on YouTube. But until next time, this is Sig Daddy signing off, thanking you all for listening, and so long, everybody.